Okay, so this thing on? Okay, I think it is on. Okay, so welcome to my first podcast recording. Okay, so here we go. So for my first podcast recording, I'm going to talk about some of my thoughts on Disney. Yes, Disney, the lovable little mouse. Everybody loves Disney, me included. There's just some things I wish they would do. Like, so for... What we're going to talk about mostly is some things Disney owns, like Marvel and Disney Plus, and quite a bit about Disney Channel. Yeah, my childhood in a jar. Okay, so first thing we're going to talk about is going to be Fox. Yeah, so Fox was recently acquired by Disney in 2019, and they had big plans for it. I mean, they're going to be rebooting Home Alone. I mean, come on. Why reboot Home Alone? It's the best thing in the world. Christmas movie, violence, everything somebody loves. I mean, who does not love Home Alone? I mean, if you don't love Home Alone, I mean, why are you here? Seriously. It just doesn't make sense. And so that's where I'm coming in. This is my thoughts on the Home Alone reboot. So, for starters... I do like their cast. They do have a good cast. That's probably the one thing I like about it. They're also going to be putting it on Disney+. Plus. I mean, Disney+, Plus is perfectly fine. I mean, great streaming service. Bravo Disney actually did good for once. But, rebooting something that was in so many kids and people's hearts. I mean, the movie's a Christmas freaking classic. Who does not like Home Alone? Because Disney likes to greet hands and saying, Oh, we totally want to do everything because we're Disney. They're just getting, they're making me so mad. I mean, who does, they're just, ah! Okay, moving on. So, let's talk about some other stuff there than a reboot. First off, Planet of the Apes. I'm going to be real with you, I've never seen it. Not really care for it. I know some people who probably would. But for me, I mean... If you like it, bravo. For me, it just doesn't seem something I would like. Anyway. So let's talk about some other stuff they're rebooting. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I mean, so I know a lot of people who like the books. But I also know that not a lot of people like the movies. And that's perfectly fine. I mean, they put them on Disney Plus for views. And they've been doing good, mostly because they're useless kids' movies, but still. I mean, I think they could do better, especially since it's Disney. I mean, Disney's pretty good at making movies based on books. I mean, look at Timmy Failure from Disney Plus and also Stargirl, also from Disney Plus. And so those shows, I mean, movies, were really good. You know, I liked them. I mean, Artemis Fowl sucked, but... That's one mistake. Disney doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and I'm pretty sure that they're probably mad about it. So, let's not focus on that. So, let's talk about some stuff, other stuff. So, let's talk about Pixar. What have they been up to lately? Well, since the freaking pandemic, we got Onward early for a video. And I like that movie. A lot of people like the movie. It's, like, bright, but, you know, kid-friendly. Anyway, their movie stole which looks good, <coughs> was t- decided to be pushed back till November. And, I mean, look at the Soul trailer. The first one was great. The second one really got a little more, but still. 
I mean, I can't wait for it. I mean, I'm glad that they're not putting it on Disney Plus, like their future one and only Ivan movie. But, yeah, I mean, I'm happy about that. Speaking about Disney Plus, they're bringing back Phineas and Ferb, the thing that's inside hearts of oh so many children. Also, my heart, mostly because it was on Netflix when I was about, when I was like five, and I binge watched every single show before I even knew what a binge watch was, which I'm really happy about. I mean, the first movie was pretty good, and now this one. I read a little description about it. Um, it was Candace feels left out, and she wants to just get away, get away, get away. But anyway, so that's pretty much all that it was. She wanted to get away, get away, and she goes to space. Normal movie. It looks pretty good. What other stuff has Disney Plus been up to? Well, they're starting to get more stuff. Like, they added a couple X-Men movies. They'll be adding more. Which, I mean, bravo. They've a- added movies with swear words. And I'm not talking about swear words like you or B or whatever. I've added words like the F word. Yeah, he said, get the m away. I mean, I'm pretty impressed about that. But there is one thing I have with Disney and their streaming service. They have to go kid-friendly. I mean, why? Just why? I mean, not a lot of people like kid-friendly stuff. And I'm okay with kid-friendly things. I mean, I'm not really bad. I mean, Disney is really kid-friendly, and they still do good. But, I mean, they have to learn that that kid stuff can sometimes be a bad thing. Like, one image, one thing. That's not good. I mean, you want to be known for more than just one thing. I mean, I wouldn't want to be known for just one thing, like how good I am at dancing or something. I mean, I'm not good at dancing, but if I was, I didn't want that to be my only thing. But still. And I think that's why they're being really smart by turning 20th Century Fox into 20th Century Studios. So here's a little bit of a lesson for you. So instead of just, you know, doing what they usually do and just buy it and then leave it alone for the rest of their life, Disney is taking Disney Fox and turning it into 20th Century Studios. Yeah, 20th Century Studios. And what this means is pretty much any Disney ideas that they deem too that are too mature and not family friendly, they will be publishing it under 20th Century Studios. It's pretty much adult Disney. That's pretty much the best way I can describe it. But anyway, let's talk about some other stuff like. Okay, so, a future movie coming to Disney Plus is the one and only Ivan. So, let's talk about that. I mean, Danny DeVito's in it, so it has to be good. It's based on a book. I can't remember who wrote it. Um, but anyway, it looks good. It's about, I'm pretty sure it's about a bunch of circus animals who help an abused, um, elephant? I'm not sure. I haven't read the book. The trailer does look good. I think they'll probably take a few liberties since, you know, it's Disney, but... Anyway, so, this is what I'm going to say about it. Um, I have probably seen quite a bit of book movies without seeing the book. And that is a disadvantage since usually reading the book after the movie is just boring. I mean, come on. 
you don't want to just see a movie and then we have to read a book all because you saw a movie. I mean, that's just not fun. And so, it's usually just better that kids watch the movie instead of having to read the book, since adults just shouldn't even bother, just trust me. Kids don't want to read it. Unless they're bookies, and if you're like that, good for you. I don't really care. I don't like books, but if you like them, that's perfect. Good for you. Happy for you. Well, let's talk about Marvel. What's Marvel been up to? Well, ever since they bought Fox, they got the rights to, um, what was it? Oh, yeah, X-Men and Fantastic Four, and the X-Men movies are good. The last two, not so well, but the other ones, good. The Fantastic Four, the first two were amazing. The reboot was deemed not so good by everyone else. I mean, I like pretty much every movie, so don't come to me if you want critic ratings. But anyway, so what they're planning for those two is they're going to do the Fantastic Four first. And I can understand that perfectly. A lot of X-Men in the Marvel Universe, and I don't think they're ready to add those. But... I think the more interesting thing for Marvel is Disney Plus and the SSMCU. I'll tell you what SSMCU stands for in a minute, but first, let's talk a little bit about Marvel's Disney Plus encounter. So, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which probably won't come out in August, has, I hope, starts production soon. Same with WandaVision and Loki, which are all coming out on Disney Plus. They also haven't even started production on three other ones that they've promised will come out. Miss um, Marvel, which, that's just awesome. An Inhuman, I think they won't make her an Inhuman since the Inhuman show just was not received well. Not going to say any more about that. The other one is She-Hulk, and She-Hulk's cool because she used to break the fourth wall, and she's also a lawyer, and, I mean, just, she can't even, she's strong all the time. That's cool, too. Um... I think the most cool one is Moon Knight, and Moon Knight is awesome. So his real name's Mark Spector, and when he was blessed with powers from the Moon God, he develops a split personality when he puts the costume on. In the show Spider-Man Maximum Venom, they didn't have this, they just had him be, you know, a guy who got powers from the Moon, didn't develop a split personality. He fought off Venom, which was pretty cool, I have to admit that. But anyway, moving on to the SSMCU. What does that stand for, you might be thinking? Well, let me tell you. It stands for Sony's Spider-Man Cinematic Universe. S for Sony, S for Spider, M for Man, C for Cinematic, U for Universe. Pretty simple, I know, but it's still like a mouthful. So, this is an interesting thing. It's a lot like the Netflix shows. Um, It's... They are kind of like in their own separate bubble from the MCU. So kind of imagine the MCU being a giant bubble. And so there's like separate little bubbles. Like So imagine this whole, this bubbles inside a bubble. Let's say the big bubble that's in, that has the other bubbles inside is the MCU. This is Marvel Cinematic Universe. And inside are a, bu- are a couple different bubbles. So you see there's the main, there's the biggest bubble, which is the MCU, the main MCU. That's where Disney's little Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Then there's also the Netflix MCU, which is the Net- Marvel Netflix show, which shows which, if you didn't know, were taken off Netflix because the uh, they had a just legal agreement, and so now Disney has the rights to all the characters. And I hope they put the Netflix shows on Disney Plus because they're great. Also, th- there's another bubble, which is the S. 
SMCU, the Sony Spider-Man Cinematic Universe, and so that's kind of what it's like. So, the, the every universe inside this bubble, except for the main MCU universe, can mention the MCU, like Venom, he could mention Spider-Man, but Spider-Man couldn't mention Venom. Maybe he could because of Sony's deal, but it's like the Netflix shows. Luke Cage mentioned a giant green giant, but the... So it's like, Daredevil could mention Iron Man, but I, none but none of the Avengers could mention Daredevil. It's kind of like... It's kind of like that, the best way I can describe it. And so the SSMCU is kind of developing its whole thing. Oh, and by the way, I just call it the SSMCU. Sony does not. I just call it that because it's easier to say besides Sony's Spider-Man Cinematic Universe. So, anyway, back to it. So, you might be wondering, what movies are in this universe? It has to be pretty good if it's Marvel. Well, so far it hasn't done so hot, but they're still working on it, and that's pretty good. The first movie came out in 2018, which most people have probably heard about. It's Venom with Tom Hardy, and that's pretty cool. The next one coming out actually was supposed to come out in 2020 this year, but got delayed because of the whole freaking pandemic. It was Morbius, and Morbius is based on the comic book character Morbius the Living Vampire. He's introduced in some comic. I'm not going to research it because I'm too tired, but anyway... What it's all about is pretty much this guy gets vampire powers, blah, blah, blah. It got made by Jared Leto. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's actually supposed to come out in July, but yeah, it looks really good. Um, it's kind of following the same trend as Venom, but still. Oh, yeah, and then there's Venom 2, which was recently revealed its name. Venom 2, um, Let There Be Carnage. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. But anyway... It's the sequel to Venom, no surprise there. It's going to have um, Woody Harrison as Carnage, and I forgot who's going to play Scream. When I looked up the cast, there's there's this girl who is going to play Scream, apparently. And, I mean, Scream's cool. She's a symbiote, yada yada. Then, I don't know if they're still going to do the Black Cat and Silver Sable movie, but if they do, okay. They also haven't been in talks to make a movie about one of the girl Spider-Mans. I don't know who it's going to be about. Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen, Silk. Um, and you might be thinking, is Spider-Verse in this? I'm afraid not, mostly because this is kind of like a PG-13 universe with a bunch of it. I don't know, maybe it will be real that it's in a different universe in Spider-Verse 2, which if you didn't know is coming out in 2022, thanks to the pandemic. Yeah, everything sucks because of the quarantine. But anyway... So, that's amazing, and so we'll just get out of this since we're technically talking about Sony now, not Marvel or Disney or whatever. Let's talk a little bit more about Fox. So, if you didn't know, Fox actually owned Hulu, which is another streaming service. It's been doing okay. Say it's in the same level as Apple Plus because it's owned by a big company. It's going to be okay as a streaming service. Um, but anyway, this kind of gives it a little bit more of an edge. It has a lot of good movies, like Palm Springs, that was a pretty cool movie. It's like Groundhog's Day, but a little more mature. That was awesome. Anyway, it's pretty cool. And so, what else is there? Oh yeah, this is one of those streaming services 
that has a big company, but still gets other companies to do movies for it. Like, oh, so, like, they have this universe called Into the Dark, and it's like its own horror-connected universe, but it's all made by only Blumhouse Studios instead of 20th Century Fox. I mean, that's cool with me. I don't really care. I'm not gonna watch them, but I still think that's really cool. Um... Oh yeah, there ha- I saw this article online that said Ghost Rider is going to get a series for Hulu, and I don't know if that's true, but, um, hey, that would still be cool. I mean, Ghost Rider, room, room, yeah. Speaking of which, do you think Ghost Rider should be on Disney Plus? I mean, I should. The rights got back to them. Don't know if the original ones are still on Sony's rights, but, eh, whatever. Okay, so let's dive into a little bit of Disney Plus again. I mean, come on, everybody loves Disney Plus. Love it or hate it, it's still doing really well. Anyway, so here's something I think you would think is interesting. So if you go to Marvel, go to the live-action TV shows, you'll find a show called The Runaways, which if you are like four or five, I wouldn't recommend it. It is TV 14, so I think the best age for it would be... I think about 10, which I think is pretty good, but still. Anyway, um, if you go toward it, it's really cool because it's actually a Hulu original. And you might be thinking, wait, why is this on Disney Plus if it was on a different streaming service? Well, it's because Disney bought Fox. And remember, Hulu is owned by Fox, so technically any Hulu original could technically go on Disney Plus anytime. But I still think that's really cool. Anyway, here's something I thought you would think was interesting. So I've comprised a little bit of a list of the top things I would like to get put on Disney+. And I'm going to share them with you. So the first one I think you would think is cool is a show called Duncanville. And Duncanville is another um, animated Fox thing by Fox and Universal. It's 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 one of those things like... Terminator. It's where two major companies combine, like, work together to make it. I think that still think that's cool. It does air on Fox, not NBC. And if you didn't know, NBC is owned by Universal. That's why. But anyway, it technically is in the same level as The Simpsons. It references some inappropriate things, but never shows them. But anyway, that's why I think it would. Because if you didn't know, the reason Family Guy and a bunch of those shows aren't on it is because they've been deemed too inappropriate for Disney's brand, but because this one is in the same boat as The Simpsons, this one is all good. Like, I don't see any problem. Same with the show, um, what is it? Oh yeah, Central Park. I mean, this show is an Apple original, and I think because they kind of have, like, a legal agreement about it, this is why this probably will never come up on Disney+, Plus. but still, it's is technically made by 20th Century Television, the same people who make The Simpsons and Duncanville and Family Guy, all of those good shows. Um, they made a deal because if you ever watch one of the episodes, it always starts off with it be said, made by 20th Century Television. And because that's technically owned by Disney, they could technically put it on, but I think because of the legal agreement around it, they shouldn't or at least couldn't. I don't know. But still, maybe they could work something out if they ever wanted to, but, I mean, sure. I mean, I get it. But anyway, okay, let's 
let's stop. Um, pretty much, let's talk about Disney Channel. Yeah. The childhood of most people. I mean, they've had groundbreaking stuff like Hannah Montana, um, and Lizzie McGuire, and don't get me started on Wizards of Waverly Place. I mean, awesome. Not to mention how so many people got their start on there, like... Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus, Zandaya. I mean, just look at where she's come. She's come from Shake It Up to, what is it? Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-freaking-Man. How do you get that? I mean, come on. But anyway, let's talk about something else about it. So, let's talk about some shows that I think could be good. I mean, okay, so let's, I wouldn't say they could, but... So, I like to separate Disney Channel into three main eras. The Great, which is pretty much the early ni- 1990s, 1990s all the way to 2000, to the, no, not the 1990s, the two, early 2000s all the way to 2011. That's pretty much the greats, the amazing ones, like Hannah Montana were in there, Lizzie McGuire, pretty much all the ones that are good. Then, 2011 through 2015 brought us the second era which is called which is called better which is pretty much the shows that are still really good but not as great as the ones that came before it i'd say the great one would be um a a nine out of ten and the better ones would be the would be like six so once it but now this is this new era that are called that I call it the what era, and there's some few exceptions to this era, like um, the Ravens Home and Andy Mac and a bunch of other shows. This is pretty much 2015 through today, modern day, present day, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, there's a lot of bad. I wouldn't say bad, but dumb shows. Like okay, so Andy Mac. Um, and some other shows like Raven's Home. Yeah, those, those main two were probably exceptions because those were at least a good nine. Better than better, but they'd be in the same category as the great period. Um, mostly because they took the same, mostly because Andy Mack was just like amazing show. I've heard so much good stuff about it. And Raven's Home, which I watch and I still like it. It's actually a spinoff of an old show that's so Raven, and they kind of got did the same aspect that made it great. And also, there's a few, there's one more exception that I want to talk about from this era that's bunked. It actually started, it was actually started in this, in the better era, but it's still gone on from into the what era. So, like the last season, so they took a big turn since all the original cast are pretty much gone. Every single person from the first season were have left now, except for one, and that's pretty impressive, or pretty weird, whatever you want to call it. And so the new cast, I wouldn't say is great, but I'm not gonna say they're bad. Um, they're good at it. They're not like okay. So this bunk series is actually a spinoff from Jesse, and so I still think that's amazing. But they've kind of deteriorated from Jesse. They've kind of like. This new season is, like, the first mark of saying, hey, this is, like, a, this season is completely different. Like, we're getting away from Jesse. We're doing our own thing now. 
So pretty much all the characters from Jesse gone. We're never gonna see them again. Maybe a few cameos, but no. Okay, and uh, I soon in July twenty fourth. Yeah, they're getting a um a crossover with Raven's Home and Bunked called Raven Gets Bunked. I think Raven's on Bunked. Raven Gets Bunked. I don't know what the name is, but they're having a crossover. And Disney Channel crossovers are always good. No matter how dumb they are, they're always good. I mean. The stat, that's the sweet life. That's so Raven, sweet life of Hannah Montana or whatever. I mean, they've had a bunch of crossovers. The biggest one is probably the Sweet Life series, which had two crossovers in its full, actually three in its full run. The original show, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, they got one crossover, which was with Raven's Home, Sweet Life. Zack and Cody, and Hannah Montana, which is still pretty good. Three shows, pretty great. And then, for their second crossover, it was actually on their spin-off show called The Sweet Life on Deck, which is pretty much the same thing, but they're on a giant boat. New characters, too. But it was Hannah Montana, Sweet Life on Deck, and Wizards of Waverly Place, which, I mean, awesome. Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez. I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway, their also other one was with Sweet Life on Deck and another Disney XD show with like something in a band or something. Boys in Bands or something. I can't remember the show. I never saw it. I never just didn't know it. Okay, moving on. Um, so there's another. Oh, there's another one. There's Spider Man and the Jesse. <laughs> Who thinks of this crap? I mean, seriously. I'm not trying to be mean and all, but. Come on! Just come on, really? It's a great crossover and just so dumb. But it's so dumb, it's awesome. I mean, they're taking a sitcom and putting it into a superhero show. I mean, they battle Morgan freaking Maffei. She's a wizard or a witch or whatever you want to freaking call it. It's funny. Um, ooh, they did reboot it and Disney has now made another show for Spider-Man. I think I should talk a little bit about this. This still airs on Disney XD, but, I mean, I don't see it. Just combine both of them, it's fine. This show is called Marvel's Spider-Man. That's it. The first two seasons were pretty just normal superhero cartoon. Battles villains, overarching, usually a big climax at the end, sometimes reoccurring villains, you know. The third season is what I want to talk about. It's kind of like a mixture between, um... The original Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends show? No, I wouldn't say that. Just screw what I just said. I would say it's pretty much a show. Okay, I'm just going to tell you what the season is. This season is a season called Spider-Man Maximum Venom. I mean, killer name. Awesome. What he's doing is the symbiote invasion, and he gets, and he has to fight it. I think the best part about the show is they have they're having they have a bunch of special guest characters from Marvel that have never seen spotlight before and i think that's really cool like ironheart she did she was on the Marvel Rising show but that series kind of just flopped a little bit kind of like DC Universe still going but still kind of flops um but she was also on this show and it's really cool Another one was Amadeus Cho, the totally awesome Hulk. He's like a Hulk, but smart still. He's a teenage Hulk, but that's smart. 
that's pretty much the best way I can describe it. That's still really cool. Um, ooh, there was Moon Knight, which I mentioned. He was on it, and I still think he was the best guest character so far. Mostly because he was the only superhero in the show, besides Spider-Man, that wasn't Venomized. That we've seen so far. I don't know if they're even making a fourth episode, but... Whatever, continuing. Let's go back to some of my thoughts on Disney Channel. Alright, so here's one of my biggest thoughts I've heard, I've thought about so far. Descendants. The biggest Disney Channel series since High School Musical. I mean, still High School Musical's big. You know they're making a fourth one with everybody still back coming up, I think? I don't know, but still. Back to Descendants. Anyway, they're doing this. I think that's awesome. Um, so what they're doing is, all they're really doing is really simple, really. Um, it is, I'm just going to tell you. They should add characters from other stuff Disney owns. I mean, I saw this skit, and it was where Laura from the X-Men series was, um, went into Descendants, and I thought it was really cool. And that got me thinking, why don't they just add some characters that they know they had children from in their different series? It's like, they own Pixar, think of a villain. Um, um, I can't think of a villain. Okay, screw Pixar, think of Marvel. Think about your anti-heroes, like, okay, I can't remember, but bring villain children from other characters, like, the children are actually made up, so what the heck, have, I, have a kid from Loki join the series, or have a, have a, have from, have Ray's daughter, have, have Ray have a daughter and have, put her in Descendants. I mean, that'd be so cool. Like, I would start watching Descendants then. I mean, I've already watched the other ones, but it would make me more want to watch them. I mean, still, they are, they're pretty much the best thing that Disney has made so far. But still. I don't actually know if they're going to make a fourth one since one of their main characters, you know, died in real life. Uh, he was the son of Quel Deville. I think his name is Cameron something. I feel bad. I'm sorry that he died. Rest in peace, you. Um, I hope that you had a good life. I don't know if you can even hear me, but anyway. Let's just... Okay, moving on. I feel bad for him, but anyway. Moving on. So, there is this one thing that I thought about. That could be zombies. So, everybody knows that if you get a third movie... You're, you're pretty much a trilogy all-star movie thing. But there's this one thing I kind of call like a loose cannon or whatever. It's the movie's Zombies tr- series. So it was, the first one came out in 2018. Not a b- really big thing. It did have a, it was a good movie. It had a straightforward plot. Zombies that pretty much act like normal teenagers, except if they take off a special bracelet, they become rage monsters. That's pretty cool. Um, anyway, there was this one thing that sparked my curiosity in part two, which part two came out just this year on Valentine's Day. Oh, sweet. The same day Sonic the Hedgehog came out. Either take your Valentine's to Sonic or take your Valentine straight home and watch a child's movie. Anyway, moving on. Um, 
so there was this thing that sparked my curiosity. So, in each movie, they've announced, they've made it really clear that the zombies were made because of science. Yeah, science, pretty much and everything. But when they introduced werewolves in the second movie, they were introduced by magic. Magic. So there's science and magic in the same world colliding. That's usually not happening. Anyway, at the end of part two, a spaceship, something glowing, crashed outside, and then she, her hair, glue. I mean, well, one of the main characters, I forgot her name, glue. That's just weird. I think it's. An, I think she's actually an alien. And if she's an alien, you got you got outer space, you got aliens. Where you got you got extraterrestrials, scientific beasts, magical monsters, and what the heck? That would be such a weird series. Okay, so moving on. This has just been a good talk. Let's just move on to something else. And this last thing we're about to talk about is going to be the last in this day's podcast. And hope you like the podcast. I'll remind you about this stuff later after this. But the last thing I'm going to talk about is some Fox properties that I think are going to survive through this whole Disney thing. That how they bought them and how they canceled them and stuff. The first one I think is going to survive is going to be none other than Die Hard. Alright, so I've seen a couple of the Die Hard movies. They're really good. I mean, I like that. <laughs> really fun show. I mean, movies. Well, it might be a show because of how many freaking ones they have. They're making one more. I think it's going to be just called McClane. And if that's so, okay. But anyway, what this is all about is this movie, the fifth one, actually got canceled when Disney bought it. But they are like, eh, this is okay. We'll just let them make it. And it survived. There are two other series that I want to talk about quick that have survived Disney's merger. And those two are Aliens and Predator. Alright, so I've never seen an Aliens movie. The new ones just look scary. I have seen the Predator ones, though. And I've seen the 2018 one, and that was awesome. Alright, it didn't do really good. But I still like it, and I'm pretty sure they're going to... Wait, what I think they're going to do is they're kind of just going to reboot the entire series. <laughs> like, And to be honest, I wouldn't be that mad. I mean, they're rebooting... The 2018 one was supposed to be a reboot anyway, so... Make a reboot of a reboot that was rebooted. Yeah, it's been rebooted like three times. Jeez. Well, anyway. Uh-huh. That's really nice. And so, this was, this is going to be the end of my podcast. I hope you'd enjoy it. Um, this was really fun to make. And I like making podcasts, apparently, so that's awesome. Well, thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time.